Good evening, friends, and welcome to this, the ninth episode of Gouda on Gouda. Here at Gouda on Gouda, we like to invite you into our home to participate in, uh, in tasting and discussion of the world's finer cheeses, or even the world's uh, not-so-fine cheeses. Those are fine, too. We have, uh, we, you know, we'll have, uh, we'll bring on guests and, uh, you know, and those guests will bring in their cheeses, and uh, and we'll we'll get some words from them on that. And and going into the holidays, this is going to be a big month for uh, for special guests. Um, people are home for the holidays. People are uh, people are interested in cheese again. And uh, and tonight we have uh, we have a very special guest. Uh, first, uh, let me introduce my my co-host, Mr. Jerome Ralston. Evening, Bob. Good evening. And uh, I'd like to introduce the man responsible for. Uh, Bringing us Jerome Ralston, Dr. Jean Ralston. <laughs> so we have... I'm, intim- lo- I'm intimidated already. I'm looking at this. This is going to be this is going to be a big tasting. We have we have five cheeses in front of us tonight. Um, so why don't uh, why don't we uh, should we describe each cheese first, or just describe them as we taste them? I would say we describe them as we taste them. But okay, my understanding is. Four of these are responsibility of my father. Sure, sure. And one of them is what you referred to, Bob, as a challenge cheese, which I assume uh, is to you, challenge my father and I with. So. You know, I went looking for a challenge cheese, and what I came up with was uh, something that I believe will be safe uh, in this company. Um, I, I know you, uh, Doctor, are a, a big fan of uh, the, the bluer cheeses. Yeah. Um, Let's uh, let's actually start with that one. Okay, we've got uh, this is a German Cambozola black label. Um, Cambozola does not sound like German. Cambozola is. Um, I actually have a, a small blurb on this here. Um, the it's produced by Cassere Champignon, which also does not sound German. Uh, in sauce. the Bavaria region. Oh. Oh, there's a better knife there if you'd like. Um, and uh, appearance-wise, this is a uh, it's a it's a soft, uh, semi-soft cow milk cheese um, with a microbial rennet and a mold ripened rind. I see that. Um, it's I'm not a fan of the you know some people eat the rind, some people don't eat the rind. I typically don't eat the rind, but you know for the sake of discussion, I'm willing to try it. Um, so. Comes in at twenty bucks a pound, late twenty eighteen. Yeah, yeah, not uh, not a super expensive cheese, but one um, that you better like. At that one price. that uh, at that price, it is going to be a you know, it's going to be a six dollar hunk of uh, of garbage hunk, filler, hunk of mold in the exactly. in the cheese tray in the fridge. Um, appearance wise, it's got a nice. Uh, it's a very creamy. It's a triple cream cheese that's uh, sort of. Um, has veins of of blue cheese running through it. Almost black. Yeah, it's um, there was actually two cheeses from this uh, this manufacturer producer, um, and I went with this one because uh, because of the the blue cheese element. The other was a um, it was a champignon which replaced the blue cheese with uh, mushrooms, and it had a very very nice mushroom infused taste. To it. Uh. <laughs> well, maybe try that some other time. Let's, um, let's, try, let's do this yeah, up. Let's. Uh, you wanna. You wanna eat this straight up or on little uh, bread discs? Uh, I'm gonna go straight up. Fair, okay. fair. 
Okay. Let's uh let's all Dad? dig off a chunk. I don't know if you want it raw or with some more bread here, yeah. but get the rind. It's got a uh a nice creamy smell to it. It does not smell like a blue cheese. No, it's got a creamy feel to it. Yeah. yeah. It's got like a brie consistency. Yeah. Triple cream, right? Yeah. And young. Yep. Yeah. That does yeah. not taste like a blue cheese. No, but it's there. It's there. It's late in the. It's late in the flavor. You know, you get that creaminess right up front. Um. And and then you kind of get the uh, the blue cheese in your sinuses, and it's uh, I I think it's as far as blue cheeses go. If uh, if I were somebody that were big into blue cheese, I could see starts like a brie, ends like a mild blue. I mean, it basically is a brie with uh, with blue cheese in it, which is I think interesting. Doctor, well, as far as. Uh, these blues go. This is certainly on the mildest side. It's got a nice creamy start. <clears throat> it uh, fills your nose with the the blue. Mm-hmm. Nice blue finish. Um, it's a uh, it's a delicious cheese. It would be. Um, uh, I'm I'm a good accompaniment to um, stronger flavored foods. Say smoked salmon. Um, ah, good call. It would work well with uh, heavy-duty pork, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, especially stuff that's on a little drier side. And it would go down uh, nicely with some uh, lighter whiskeys. See that? Well, you are sort of functioning as the guest blue cheese expert. So where in the enthusiasm spectrum would you put this? Well, as far as you're concerned. Along my uh, spectrum of uh, blues, I'd say this is like two-thirds to the positive. Okay. Yeah. You like a slightly heavier hit, yeah. as I recall. Yeah. This is a, uh, I feel like this is a blue for people who can't, who can't take full-force blue. Like that point Reyes... I could call it an introductory blue. It's a, it's an entry level blue. You know, it's it's something to, it's something to have the flavor there, but to have a nice creamy sort of uh, front end to to sort of, you know, temper it a little bit. And I appreciate that because when I eat uh, a good strong blue cheese like the aforementioned Point Reyes from a few weeks ago, which. Um, might be the both the strongest and most delicious blue I've ever had. Speaking as somebody who's not entirely into it's blue not cheeses, the, it's not the strongest. Oh, I'm sure it's not the strongest. We had some the strongest. I'd still be on the floor. We had some huntsmen last Christmas that stayed in your sinuses, my sinuses anyway, for five hours. And I believe your comment was that the blueness transcended the realm of the physical and entered the realm of the psychological. Yeah, that's how I feel when I Haunting. eat really strong blue cheese. Yeah. I'm haunted by it. Um, until I ate the German hand cheese, now that haunts me. Fair. So, um, um, I gotta say, I am pleasantly surprised by this. I see. I think German and blue cheese, and I think that this is something that is going to have no subtlety. And I, this, uh, this is tempered by the French. This is kind of the Alsace Lorraine of cheese, and yet German. So, what would you eat this with? 
Um, I would smear this on crusty bread and I would eat it. And that is exactly what I'm going to do with whatever's left of this. Yeah. Um, this is a cheese that I would finish. Um, a lot of cheeses that we get just don't get finished because, you know, they you just don't have the occasion to sit down and uh, and just pound through it. This, I would, uh, I would smear this on this crusty bread. Um, I would... I'm trying to think of some application for it with... Uh, to incorporate the buffalo tradition of smearing blue cheese on things with Re- Frank's Red Hot in them, but um, but I wouldn't use it as like it's a, a little too dip. genteel for that. I think it's a little yeah. It's uh, this is a I wouldn't just eat it plain, but you know some pita chips, some nice crusty bread. I will finish that cheese. Um, so uh, rating wise for the for. My father, who may not be aware of our rating system, we have four grades. Oh. We got top shelf, which is something that you would buy regardless of what else is on offer. Mm-hmm. And that's a very few cheeses. The second one is good cheese. Good eating cheese. Bring it to parties. You know, get it if you're uh, if you're in the mood for it. Something you might you'd buy again, but it wouldn't necessarily go to first. Third is special application, mm-hmm. which is usually <laughs> used for culinary stuff. That yeah. raclette. We had a few weeks ago that you melted down. Oh, I love that. Recovery. It was great melted, but you're not going to sit down and eat a chunk of that on your own. And the fourth is currently the province of the German hand cheese. Mm. Uh, will not buy again. Inspires Det- profanity. Det- detonate in place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remove from premises. So I'm going to say this is this this is to me not quite a, a top tier. I'm going to go right for this, okay. but this is re- this is I would say at least mid range on the. On the good cheese, I'm always. I bring it to a party. Oh yeah, yeah. Would you buy it? Just sit down and, and eat in front of with a good book. Well, with so many cheeses out there, it's so hard to buy the same cheese twice. But if I were looking for something creamy, this is a tremendously nice creamy cheese. Yeah. I could be in the mood for this. Yeah, yeah. I I could definitely because it's it's got that spreadable consistency, and you can just. I I, I completely. I never, it never even occurred to me, smoked salmon. But man, that is a good call for this. Like the saltiness of it, that would be, that would be a very good call. Um, now, I think for, for the other, for the second cheese, I feel that we should go from the sort of entry level blue cheese flavor into this imposing looking blue Stilton. That yeah, I've we really here. should compare and contrast. That yeah. looks like a piece of marble. Like that's gone. That's I almost I actually an old piece of ivory with yeah. blue streaks. It's visually I'm very appealing. I'm a little worried about cheese that has a patina. If I were ordering countertops and that were you know one of the available countertop textures, I'd consider it. It's a, just a nice looking cheese. All right, look Dad, at the what do you, you know rind? I mean, look at the back on that. It's just it's it's lovely. What is on the rind? That looks some sort of herb. No herb mix or is that? It's just, it's just, it's a, just a mold, mold, mold rind. All right. Don't eat the rind, bro. Uh, not on this one. Um, yeah. What do you have? You know anything about this? Yeah. Guy? Well, this is a, this is one of the three classic European blues, right? You move from the south to the north: Gorgonzola, Rochefort, and then Stilton. And Stilton is um, um, a. Uh, a blue that has a, a long tradition and a long heritage. It also is um, 
Well, you, let's try it and we'll see. Sure. This uh, example purports to be individually hand-selected, <laughs> as opposed to en masse hand-selected. They're not just running down the aisles with their arms out. And I presume it's been hand-selected again by you, so... Well, I mean, I... Nice and crumbly. Yeah. That is extraordinarily crumbly. Well, that's part of the part of the drill, right? It's a matter of how it gives you a sense of its age. I assume the more crumbly it is, the older. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try this straight up without the uh, bread right off the bat, just to uh, get a, get a good need. sense of this. Oh, Ooh, that certainly smells like it's going to be a, a confrontational cheese. But you'll see that it isn't. It's blue. It's strong. But it's strong in kind of a monolithic way. Mm. And it's not crawling up your... It's stoic. It's not well, in it's my sinuses. sinuses. Right. Yeah. So you're saying this cheese has a stiff upper lip. Yes. Well, it's... Um, or... It is, of course, English. But this is a, my uh, favorite European blue. I've never, I can honestly say, I don't think I've had a Stilton before. And this is kind of a go to cheese, right? To sit with and eat. You can eat it straight, you can eat it on bread. And because it's uh, stronger than the other blue, right, it can take stronger, accompany stronger flavors, right? So this is the classic way of eating this is with smoked salmon mm. and whiskey. Right? Or herring. Well, there are limits. <laughs> you know, this, is, this cheese, uh, this is very educational, i got to thank you. Because that point raised stuff that we have that yeah. Bob keeps talking about, yeah. I was not a big fan. Now it might be that I got more of the the fungus in it and less of the cheese, but not fungus. Mold, spores, culture. And I've worked with mycologists, but I'm not one, sir. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that taste sort of hit a tipping point and then fell off the edge and hit me. This comes up to that tipping point. Mm-hmm. It gives you a very firm blue note, but does not go over the edge. I like that. I, that's why this is my favorite, because it's got that restraint to it. This, I, this has got to be really good with bread. I'm going to try some of that. It's got almost like a quiet a intensity buffer. to it that um, I appreciate. Also, try it with some of the... The... Um, the salami? The, the apple one. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's open those. See, it can, t- it can take the flavors, right? You got a glass. I brought three out. Oh, oh never mind. Uh, there we go. go ahead. I got multiple flavors here. So this... I don't really know anything about the history of blue. I mean, I don't... I'm still sort of mystified by British cheese in general. The addition of blue to the British adjective just means that I'm even more confused. You know, I keep saying that I'm not that much into blue cheese, but it seems as though the last three blue cheeses that I've had, I've really liked. Maybe it's that I'm 
maybe I'm not not into blue cheese. I'm holding off judgment on that. Until I think or this maybe, is until we maybe it's just your tastes are getting more. Could be. Could very well be. More sophisticated, right? Could very well be. We are eating a lot of cheese. Maybe you're getting older. Maybe. I didn't like mushrooms until I was in my mid-twenties. And now I like mushrooms on everything. I like mushrooms all the time. Yeah. Well, a soft but quiet intensity. I'm glad you guys uh, found it, it interesting. Intensity with sang Freud. Now, are all Stilton's... Uh, like, I see a lot of raspberry Stilton's out there. Um... Well, there's a, a whole English tradition, as you guys know, of mixing all kinds of... Oh, we don't actually know very much well, about cheese at all. Well, we've seen all kinds of that horrendous... <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. we're going to put apricot in a hopper. Yeah. yeah. What and, are you doing? I mean, ginger and... Um, I mean, you find a lot of apricot still. Because um, <clears throat> you get that little sweet finish into it, but... If you, if you want to do that, you might as well have apricots on the side. Indeed. Or cider. Indeed. Yeah, cider. I would eat this... I would eat this over a salad. Yep. I would break this up over a salad. I would, uh... I... For tasting purposes, it's a... It's a it's a fine tasting cheese on its own. But, um... I believe... I think it's strong enough that I would, uh... That I would apply it. Apply it to something else. Even on just bread. Well, you, you could. Know. And absolutely, it's a it's a platter cheese instead of a I could see that instead of a plate cheese. See yeah. that, and um, you know, you, you, it's it's a good cheese to eat as an accompaniment or have an accompaniment with it, right? I mean, you could imagine having it with this sausage, for example. Certainly, smoky, right? Little uh, little English Stilton with some Mexican chorizo. Got to <laughs> take the best of what's on offer. Interesting um, contrast and compare, right? Yeah, absolutely. Or contrast and compliment. I think one of these weeks I'm going to need to bring some uh, some smoked salmon aboard, and because uh, now now that I have the idea, I just want to try smoked salmon with all these cheeses. Um, well, it can overwhelm some stuff. Sure. And it's like if you're eating this alongside other cheeses, you're constantly having to, like, you know, palate, cleanse your palate because it kind of stays, the flavor kind of stays with you for for a little bit. That is the way of the blues. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. That's what, absolutely. That's why you eat them, right? Because they stand up, they let you know they're there, right? They got a lot exactly. of Exactly. This one does stop short of smacking you across the face mm-hmm. after standing mm-hmm. up, however, which I appreciate. Speaking of smacking you across the face, um, shall we move from the. Clausen Blue Stilton to the Huntsman? Sure. We have had the Huntsman before, have we not? We had an incredibly intimidating Huntsman out of Canada last Christmas. Yes, that was the... Uh, <laughs> we had two... Wasn't that like the Yeomans or the... County's Choice. The County's... Well, I believe. Yeah. This is real British stuff. And that stuff stuck with me for five, six hours. So I'm hoping that this is a little more mild. It should a little be. less rustic. Yeah, it should be. What is, um, this is a two-tone cheese. If there's ever a cheese that we should, uh, describe the appearance of, it is a, uh, it, it appears to be a, It's like uh, the flag of a cheese-making Like nation. the flag, yeah. It's, uh, it's got stripes of, uh, bright blue cheese through it. 
What in what appears? What is it? A cheddar? No. Well, uh, or the blue is a still. Okay. Uh, and aha, hmm? double Gloucester, mm. sir. One of your favorites. Is it double Gloucester? It yeah. is. No kidding. No, that's I am a single huge Gloucester. fan of the double Gloucester. Going all the way to the double. I always wanted to make a soup out of some double Gloucester. So what do we got in the way? So of? you'll see. It's an interesting compliment. What do we got in the way of that? Nose here. Well, the blue definitely wins on the yeah, but wins on the nose, as it were. Now run it over your tongue, right? You can feel a Gloucester. Man, I love that Gloucester. And that Gloucester's little bitter finish. Right? I feel like that Gloucester's so good that it just overrode the uh, the Stilton. I'm gonna have to get a little more Stilton in this next bite. That's odd. It almost buffers the blue with bitterness. Yep. I wouldn't think that'd be possible. Well, I think that's the that's that's the appeal, right? Just the complexity that it introduces. But well, I think that you would buffer the blue taste with something that isn't that's maybe sweeter, like we were talking about earlier. But this goes the other way. Yeah, it tries to light up some different taste buds. I don't even have anything lofty to say about it. That is just a delicious cheese. Maybe it's because I'm such a fan of the double Gloucester. You are a fan of the double Gloucester. But as far as that Stilton being in there, those, I mean, those flavors just work together well. You know, it's like the, the Stilton has a, has a kind of intensity to it that the Gloucester doesn't necessarily have, but the Gloucester has a slight bitterness to it that... It finishes it up really nicely. Like I taste the Stilton before the Gloucester, mm-hmm. and and the it, it works very well together, and it's beautiful. It's just it looks like a flag, right. like you said. I'm going to dissent a little bit here. Okay, I'm not as big a fan of bitter cheese as you you are. I remember we've had double Gloucester before, Bob, and I remember you I really, really liked it. Wanted and to make a soup. Out you of wanted it. to make a beer and cheese soup out of it. Yeah, I was not terribly impressed with it, and that may be because. I'm not a big fan of just sharp or bitter cheeses. Um, I'm also looking through our notes here, and we had the Huntsman we had before was simply called Huntsman Three Layer. Right. And that was a much more intense cheese. A regional variety, perhaps. That was the one from Canada. That was one of the two we had from Canada last Christmas, yeah. Um, you referred to that one as a stiff blue wind from the north. Mm. Uh, whereas that sounds about right. This one is perhaps... Stiff, but not as windy. You know what? I think uh, the difference with that was that uh, that was a much more thinly sliced hunk of cheese. This there was less being, Gloucester. Yeah, less Gloucester. And then Gloucester. I th- I keep thinking that what I'm really liking about it is the fact that it has Gloucester. Um, but is this this is basically a stronger Stilton than this? Yeah. But this tastes stronger when you have it on its own because the Gloucester does such a does such a fine job of complementing. No, it lights up different taste buds. Yeah, you get it really conflicting does. Conflicting information on top. Um, and I like that. I like uh, I like when a cheese will play tricks on you. I can appreciate this as being a uh, good mix, but it's not something that I'm a big fan of. It has. I can recognize the quality while not wishing to introduce that quality into my home. That's the thing. If I was there in the store. And I was in the mood for a double Gloucester. I would probably just get a double Gloucester. Yeah, get a double Gloucester. In Um, some ways, it's a compromise, right? Sure. But as far as, uh, you know, a tasting cheese to bring to a party, 
you know, to be able to sit and talk about how a cheese will play tricks on you. You like I think the, it's a fine. You like I, the tricks. I like parlor trick cheese. You know. Uh, you are the one some squeaky, me to that squeaky stuff. Squeaky, yeah, anthill. It's cheese with ants on it, and it's you know the ants aren't necessary, but whatever. Um, but yeah, do you remember what the other the pairing uh, I wanted to use for my beer and cheese soup that I never got around to making? It was a double Gloucester. Just some sort of porter. What else? I don't know. No, it was our next cheese. The English Red Dragon. Ah. Welsh Red Dragon. Welsh. Well, it says. It English. says right on the label, English Red Dragon. But, well, perhaps the dragon is English. The Red Dragon. The Welsh incorporated. Is the Welsh um, heraldic symbol. Ah, uh, yes. There is, uh, there's a few other um, from this same producer that we've had that we're, we were big fans of. One so we... Of them. we we had Harlack, I think, by these yes, guys. The and there's another, like a toasted onion one that they make that I don't believe we've had, mm-hmm. but we've had similar ones that were quite good. Hmm. I thought you mentioned you had the Welsh Collier cheese. Don't remember that. Yeah, I don't remember. Is it cheddar? Hmm. I don't think we have. Mm-hmm. I don't think we've had much in the Welsh cheddar. I appreciate a cheese with a red wax rind too. It just it just looks nice. Red wax um, rind, lots of mustard seed, oh, just, yellow. Just a yellow just a body. light yellow with just chock full of mustard seeds, and this is this is your favorite cheese, is it not, Doctor? I would say so. It's a close call. There's lots of favorites, but the you know. This is one of those cheeses that appeals to different moods, right? I can see that. Sitting in front of an indifferently functional gas log, gas uh, radiator on a cold British or Welsh afternoon. No, no. <laughs> Something a little more upbeat, I trust. Yeah. No. <laughs> I think it's a good winter cheese. I mean. I mean, it's a great cheese, right? Mm. Smells faint mustard note. Enough to get over the lingering scent of blue I've got in my sinuses. I'll have some bread. Oh, that is terrific. Terrific. And I'm not even a giant fan of mustard. What? How can you not like mustard? No, I do like mustard. But I'm not I'm not a mustard connoisseur, you know. Well, I'm not either, which is why I'm gonna start by describing this as tasting sort of like a three-dimensional grey poupon. With some, with a little bit more cream. Really? That's what I get out of it. Good. I really like it. This is one of my favorite cheeses. Yeah. It's not something I'd pick for like a cucumber sandwiches and tea party in the summer. No. And very available, too. Would you pass the pear stuff over here? We got... So, all right, this would also be your beer and cheese yes. for you. Um, Though, I should mention that after I first tried it, I uh, I mentioned the application to uh, the good doctor here. And he gave me probably one of the better pieces of advice I've ever had as far as uh, cheese enthusiasm goes. He was like, hey, just eat the cheese. 
It's a perfectly good cheese to eat on its own. It is. You don't need to find a mission for it. No. You know? It's, this cheese just on its own, I would sit and eat this whole thing. That's one of the things I like about this is that you look at it in the store and you're like, this is going to be some sort of special application cheese that I'm going to get to make some odd British traditional dish like, you know, blood pudding in a sack or something. Mm, Not even. And then you have a little bit and you're like, that's really good. And you sit down, and about half an hour later, you realize that you're scraping the inside of the rind, the wax, trying to get what's left. This is terrific with that salami too. Yeah, it's it's again, you know, because it's very strong with flavored cheese, right? It goes well with lots of stuff. Because of the mustard, it's even more um, um, flavorsome to go with like these kind of smoked meats, right? I mean, it's. You said it's a cheese of many moods. What, what, I'd like you to elaborate on that since I cut you off with some discursion into depressing well. Well, no, it's, it's a cheese for particular moods. That's what I thought I said. <clears throat> but, for instance, if you were... Um, going to sit down on a gloomy night, right, to watch... Classic movie or some such thing, right? This would be a good. You could just sit here with the cheese, right? With a glass of. I mean, traditionally you're supposed to drink this with serious English beer. It's only a very high specific gravity. Yeah. (laughs) Um, um, I mean, you can imagine a dry red wine. Big, big, serious red wine. Cider. Just, just sit there and eat it, right? You know, cider. Cider. Yep. See that? Going with traditional. Not, not too sweet, but this gets my my highest rating, um, as it did the first time I tried it. Um, I would go out of my way to buy this cheese, and I would eat it with things. I would eat it by itself, and it's just. I feel like this is uh, this is one of the best cheeses we've had. I'm a huge fan of it. Um, yeah, I have gone out of my way to buy this, so I yeah. suppose that's my answer. Oh, we've gotten it uh, several times. And I still, even though I never uh, haven't gotten around to it, I still think it would make a fantastic beer and cheese soup when paired with some Gloucester. Maybe you could make sort of a cross-channel uh, French, French onion soup with some of this and some... Some French cheese. There is a certain beer... Uh, I've got it written down. That, um... As I recall, you gave a lot of study to the be- potential beer pairings with this. Well, I spoke to a uh, beer specialist, um, and I got a, a whole bunch of, uh, a whole bunch of recommendations. Um, the Schlenkerla Rausch beer, which is a smoked beer... Has a smoky taste to it. That would be, uh, you know, I don't know. I've never made beer and cheese soup, but flavor-wise, I think this would fit right in. I'm gonna have this last chunk of this. Oh, I'm gonna, that's probably gonna be gone by the time uh, by the time we're done tonight. What do we, now we're up to f- the fifth one here. Yeah. What do we got? Um, this uh, we're going from the Red Dragon to the Red Fox, which is a Red Lester. Which, uh, you know, he was on, uh, he was a comedian, 
uh, Red Fox, and this is his cheese. Well, I, I think he was from Detroit. This is from, <laughs> and as I recall, his last this name had another X. Belton Farm, handmade English cheese. This is a fifteen-month uh, red Leicester cheese with a cunningly unexpected crunch. Red Lester. Lester. Who made this? It is extremely orange. It is. Who made it? Uh, Belton Farm. Okay. Our Oxford companion to cheese is not up to date, hmm. as they claim that they don't mention them. Well, it looks yeah. like a bright orange cheddar. Maybe it's kind of a hipster kind of thing where you, well, you uh, give it a try. You don't want to bias. The, no, no, I want you guys to scales here to to. Give this a little a taste here. I hope it's good enough that I give it more than a taste. It smells delicious. It smells dry. It just feels like a cheddar. It smells like a cheddar. It looks like a cheddar. It tastes like a cheddar. Mm. You don't think so? Nope. It's got a little more chalkiness. It tastes like a there's a little bit of cheddar. Mm, there's a little bit of gouda in there. Oh yeah, yeah. No, that is you are correct. I can tell because I like it. It reminds because me because I don't like cheddars. It reminds me of Prairie Breeze. Is what it reminds me of. Mm, Prairie Breeze lighter. Sure. Yeah, this has a this has got a definite sort of mass behind it. And you can taste the sharpness, right? But the sharpness comes on earlier. And it doesn't really finish with it, right? It's not like... It finishes you know, you have creamier. A big classic, real sharp cheddar, right? When, it, when you swallow it, like, the sharp is still there, right? This is a combo cheese, right? There's a lot of different flavors in it. I might be biased because of my enthusiasm for, like, Hollandish Gouda's, but it seems to me this has just a little bit of that butterscotch note in yeah, it. It does. At the tail end of the sharpness. Yeah, it's the butterscotch. There is a definite sweetness there, way at the end. So is this a long-held favorite, or is this a uh, solid go-to? It's a solid go-to. I love. Um, if if you were to say, you must eat um, orange English cheese. This this would be my go-to. <laughs> Did you have nightmares about this? No, this no. Recurring problem. No, it's not. It's not, it's not. A, it's not. I would. I would say it's an opportunity, a constrained opportunity, rather than a problem. Clearly, I have not been in the cheese world long enough to have this happen to me. But perhaps there'll be roving gangs of English cheese yabos. Now you can imagine this, right? With with um, some some very nice port, right? Some. Uh, Dry, um, um, Spanish, um, Portuguese, perhaps. Fortified Um, they have to be dry. I don't think it would go well with the sweet stuff. Yeah, I like it all. Um, I suppose there's some scotches. That would go well with it, especially the ones that are um, like uh, Cardew, um, 
that have those, have all those really high light notes to them. Um, you need some high notes on this. Um, this is not. Uh, if if you were to force me to eat cheese and drink uh, the kind of scotch I really like, I I would go with a still. But this would be good with some lighter scotches. What else would it be good with? Um, <clears throat> we're drinking it here with um, some low sweetness cider and some low sweetness um, pear. I just uh, want to say that apple, um, that uh, that Domaine Dupont apple cider, or is that even a cider? Yep. That has been terrific with every single one of these cheeses. Yeah, it's been, it's, you know, that is that is a fantastic pairing for uh, for everything here. All these are pretty potent cheeses. Yeah. There is not a mild cheese here, right? Sure. Not a sweet cheese either. Right. Closest one was the first. So um you know these are these cheeses that can stand up stand up to stronger food. flavors, right? I mean as a contrast, you'd have if you sat down here and had these cheeses with a with a like a, a unoaked Chardonnay or a, um, like a Chablis, you know, a nice crisp white wine. Right, these guys are just overwhelming. Right? Yeah, yeah. In some ways, it'd be like a waste of the wine. Agincourt. Hmm? Be like Agincourt. Well, that's yeah, that's. That's Talking big, French wines and English cheese here, getting yeah. overwhelmed. <laughs> um, but that's why I like these cheeses, right? These are serious cheeses, right? They got potent flavors, right? They're forcing you to take notes. They're complex, they're complex, right? They got my goodness. I just tasted the the blues out of it. I just tasted the Stilton from the Huntsman on its own. The the yeah, with without the double Gloucester. And man, that is a stiff blue Stilton. Now I gotta try it. Can't now, let you be the only one. Yeah. Let the record show these guys are mining <laughs> the cheese mines. The 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 blue the Stilton out of the. Oh uh, man! The but that's that's just true. Now, ah, to see the contrast. Oh, see the contrast. My seconds this. will call upon you in the morning, the sir. Se- wow. <laughs> see the contrast between that. Yeah. And oh. This right. In fact, the first time I tasted that, I thought that was the stronger Stilton. Yeah, but no. But man, no. Shows what that double Gloucester yeah. does. Keeps it in check. Check, right. <coughs> but, you know, that would be... I mean, you'd have to be... Now i got to counter it with just some <laughs> double Gloucester. Straight Gloucester. Or, excuse me, straight mm. double Gloucester. My goodness. The Gloucester. Um, <coughs> that Red Fox... I I really enjoy it. I uh, I see where you where you're saying that it, it tastes like a gouda. There's a little. Bit it reminds me of a, a cheddar. Bit. Yeah. I like the same. I like it the same way that I like the Prairie Breeze, even though it's you know it's two different cheeses. Um, it's just I it's just got a terrific like flavor note to it that I I'm just a huge fan of. And of these cheeses, I think that would be the best one to use as a cooking cheese. Right? Like, yeah. For instance, you could make a grilled cheese sandwich with that, right? Mm. Wouldn't that be interesting? I may very well do that. <laughs> with bacon. Slice up a couple of slices off of this nice crusty uh, bread here. 
toast up some cheese sandwiches. Yeah. Um, if you were going to make your uh, potato, your cheese potato soup, right? Beer and cheese. Potato and cheese. Potato, potato and cheese. Yeah, I could see that. Um, you could, you could grate this up, right? You could use it as a um, as a garnish on baked potato. Oh, absolutely. In a way that these others wouldn't work, right? Um, That's, I'm going to say Red Lester is kind of a little bit more advanced than your cheddars. Oh, I would say. Too. I think so. I mean, it's, it's there's it's, there's some complexity there that you got to pay attention to. Yep. You don't get that sweetness at the end and, of a cheddar. That, I mean, it definitely has a butterscotch finish, right? And it does have a little crunchiness, right? Like yeah, it's got the age. A little, yeah. little grit on your tongue. Right? But if you, you know, if you go to the store and you buy a block of inexpensive cheddar where it's like, you know, mild, sharp, really sharp, extra sharp, weapons grade sharp, you know, mm-hmm. banned by the feds sharp. <laughs> like, that's just sort of one note. Yeah. You don't have to think about that. This, you got to think about. Sure. So yeah, it's, it's a very interesting cheese. Right? And I mean, the I'm most interesting more, cheese to eat is the yeah. the more complex stuff that, like, that's... Um, I'm not saying it's like an expert's cheese, but you gotta you got to think about it a little bit. And I'm liking that the more I'm eating it. I'm going to say that out of these five cheeses, um, the ones ones that I would definitely get again would obviously be the Red Dragon, which we've already established. But I would definitely buy this uh, this Red Lester as well because, I mean, it's just... It's just a good cheese. I hate to, uh, to you know, to oversimplify, but... I would. That's another one that I would just sit down and just eat it on its own. Um, you know, some of these cheeses, right? You could eat with crackers, right? With yeah. Salted crackers. So this would be good with a saltine, right? The double gloss would be good with a saltine, and of course, sure. you could eat the um, what do you call it? The red dragon. Right? Um, I think the salt would uh, not be that good with the blues. No. Um, you get a really bland cracker. Well, yeah, one without salt. But to me, just sitting there beavering away at the Stilton mm-hmm. is the way to do it. Right? Oh, absolutely. And, well, and with the um, smoked salmon on the Do you eat the rind? Yeah, I just eat the whole thing. Yeah. Good All right, well, I'm going to make you make some choices here. Okay. Rate them, the five. Because uh, we've been all, oh, these are great. Well, you guys have been all, oh, these are great, these are great, yeah, these yeah. are great. And I'm a little... I'm a little skeptical of one or two of these. So well, all right. I want to make you, you start. Go for it. Because the I, Red Dragon is really a sentimental favorite of mine. Yeah. Like, I like that. I think we can all agree the Red Dragon is remi- You know, it, it's, Dad, it's your favorite. So it reminds me of you. It's got, it's good winter cheese, good fall cheese. Um, you know, we get a lot of weather here, and it's good winter <laughs> cheese. I'm interested. What, do you, what about the others? Well, the other end is the Huntsman. I, I appreciate the balancing act it does, yeah. but it doesn't... Like, that's the only interesting part about it to mm-hmm. me. And I will admit, I'm a little gun-shy in a Huntsman after that stuff I had last year. Uh, of the still... And so, let's see. So now you got the middle three, right? Yeah. Well, I, I'm going to give the the German-French stuff the nod over the straight Brit. The Garmin Boja? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like that. It's it's milder. I am not a big Blue Jeans fan. And I, again, this is to some extent gun-shy, but that point raise we had, you were a fan of it, and I was just, oh, no. I was more intrigued by it. You know, it was, 
And I like the Red Leicester. It's it's not the most interesting cheese, but it's a solid choice. I will say I wouldn't probably bring that to a party. Because the Red Leicester? Yeah. It's, okay. It doesn't command attention, and it needs a little bit of attention. Okay. Yeah, you have to... It's, it's just cheese it's you a have to... It's a reflective cheese yeah, you have to instead think of party it. cheese. It's, it's a cheese for solitude. Well, I, well I mean, I, we're enjoying it, and we're not alone at the moment. Sure. But. I've had... Um, I've, ha- I've been on, in a social situation where we serve cheese to... Um, it, it's not a party situation, but it's an entertainment situation. Sure. You sit down with a, tr- a, a platter of cheese and crackers of bread, right, and wine... And um, uh, people have asked me, what's this? Because under those circumstances, it shines. You you sit there, you're you're eating cheese, that's the purpose, and uh, you're chatting away, and you may not be paying all that much attention, but um, it does uh, appeal to people. All right, well, I've had my say. Me? Um, well, like I said, I am primarily nothing Nothing does for me what the Red Dragon does. Um, I mean, that's across the map. It's unassailable. Not more, nothing more needs to be well, said. There's not a lot of competition in its department either. Sure. No, absolutely. Um, I'm going to have to concur with you with the Huntsman being at the other end. Because while I enjoyed it, I was really just enjoying the double Gloucester and what it did to temper that strong blue Stilton. It was like the strong blue Stilton was the villain and the double Gloucester came in to save the day. Um, Stilton whiplash. But the thing is, but the thing is about that Stilton, we've got a, a, a weaker blue Stilton here and flavor wise, I thought it was a perfectly delicious blue cheese. Like I said, I'm kind of maybe coming to grips well, with the fact that I'm not against blue cheese. There are Stiltons, and then they're, they're just like there's a wide variety of cheddars, right? There's sure. a wide variety of Stiltons. A lot of these blue cheeses change, like many cheeses do, change their flavors. They get older. Mm-hmm. You know, it 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 de- um, it depends on a lot of factors. For all I know, they may have different. Um, Breeds of, of um, microbiology. I don't sure. Um, for so for my middle three, I'm going to say that um, the second to the Red Dragon would be the Red Leicester. That Red Fox. That's that's a that's a truly special cheese. I and I, and I appreciated it. Um, you appreciate every cheese to a great to a, a large degree. Um, the the flavor on that was the flavor consistency everything about eating that cheese was impressive to me I want to melt it down and see how oily and salty it melts down I want to put it in a soup okay um, <clears throat> the uh, next I'm gonna say would be the blue Stilton because uh, you know it's it's my fir- it's really it might be the first Stilton I've ever eaten. And I I think a good crumbly cheese with uh, with a good strong not not intense but a good strong you know uh, blue cheese flavor to it which like you said I mean there's many different Stiltons um, and then I would say uh, 
probably the well the only one left would be the uh the cambazola uh a cheese that uh I would smear on bread and eat uh until it's gone but um I don't think I'd ever get it again because it's you know if you want to eat blue cheese, get yourself a blue cheese or get yourself a blue cheese stilton. You don't need to. If you want a brie, get yourself a brie. You know, there's there's the the novelty of a blue cheese flavored brie. You know, it's it's a nice creamy cheese, but you know, it's it's trying to do two things at the same time that uh also well, the huntsman. Well, the huntsman is literally, yeah, it's I mean. However, um yeah. I would have maybe ranked the Huntsman a little higher before I tried the Stilton in it on its own because that is an intense Stilton. Now um, you can, I mean, you can go and you can buy very serious blue cheeses, right? That'll make oh. it stand up. Deep. The local grocery store keeps sending me uh, e-coupons for their <laughs> intense Stilton due to some sort of misbegotten data mining. I'm not sure who they think I am, but maybe you, Dad. Maybe they think I'm you. Well, I, you know, I I like blues, but I I I like them. Where they're flavorsome, right? Sure. It's not, it's like, I mean, you don't buy extra sharp, weaponized, grade cheddar, right? I mean, it's just... Somebody does. It's always like sitting there. There's always a for a slap in the face. I mean... <coughs> I never understand. I, I, I don't buy them. You know, I don't so. understand why people do, but people do. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a social, uh, it's a social power thing. You know, you bring a good, strong blue cheese, and it's like, who can handle my blue cheese? <laughs> None of you! That guy at the cheese party, nobody likes that guy. Well, you know, one, one way to think of all this stuff, right, is, is, is to apply your judgments situational. Like, okay. you guys are just saying, if I had to rank them, right, force ranking them. Another way to ask it is to say, you know, different circumstances, you would move your ratings around. For example, suppose it was late June here in Buffalo, right? Sure. And the strawberries were fresh. And you say, oh, man. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely, Jerry. The, the cambazola. You sit with the, the cambazola, right? The sweet berries and bread, right? You can, you can just sit there and, you know, the world becomes a really nice place. Yeah. Whereas the, a cold night in a, a late January, you know, it's... You got some red dragon, you pair it with a, a nice dry wine or with some nice cured meats. Yeah. And you just... Oh, with cured meats, it's great. Oh, absolutely. Right? On the other hand, it's, uh, you know, it's a festive evening, right? You, it's just you and uh, a uh, significant other or two, right? You sit around, you get out the, the um, smoked salmon mm -hmm. you, and a good whiskey and there is nothing like Stilton go along with that. Good Stilton like this, right? I hear you dodging my questions. <laughs> I am dodging it because I, I, I think there's insufficient dimensionality to do, do justice here. I see yeah. your question, right? That's it's true. situational, right? Now, you could say, what's the, the, the cheese here that is your go-to choice for the sort of most broad circumstances, right? If you were going to a party and you didn't know what the circumstances were, who was there, whether they were enthusiasts or not enthusiasts, right? You bring the, the red dragon, right? 
Everybody will taste it's it. It's unusual, but it's not offensive. Right. And, and say, boy, this is, this is an experience. It's a good experience, right? Let's have some more wine with it. Let's have some more bacon with it <laughs> or sausage. Some nice sopressata. I want to know what kind of parties you guys go to regularly where there's certainly nothing but cheese, bacon, and booze. Well, it sounds like a fairly good time. I mean, yeah. Wine, wine, Get your party foods distilled down yeah. to the most important cured meats, cheeses, alcohol. Now, this Lester, right? I mean, it's. It would be a fun cheese to have with ripe apples. See that? I think any. You're taking any, a break working at the cidery. Yeah, you know, I'm sharp. Uh, you know, uh, ripe Macintosh, right? Or Absolutely. a uh, Granny Smith. It's kind of or just a me. nice hard cider. Mm-hmm. It's kind of odd to me how almost all British cheese I've had is sort of a winter or at least cold cheese. Yeah. Well, when you picture England, you don't picture sunshine in springtime, usually. Well, I mean, you know, you've got your your Palladian portico with the peacocks walking about on it. And, you know, let's see, Murgatroyd, your butler, serving you trays of watercress sandwiches and tea. I mean, you're not going to be doing that when it's pouring rain out. I mean, Murgatroyd's, Murgatroyd's tailcoat would get wet. You can't have that. <laughs> well, that's Murgatroyd's problem. And that, uh, once you pass the, getting, uh, uh, and that I think the, uh, uh, will bring us to uh, will bring us to a close on uh, Gouda and Gouda for this week. Um, thank Although you there to, wasn't any Gouda. Yeah, well, we we actually don't really get Gouda that much, which uh, is strange. Sort of a metaphysical Gouda. Well, yeah, there is there is an ever present aged Gouda in my fridge that and there we is, just keep sort there. Gouda notes in the Lexter. We just kind of keep that for. It's an investment cheese. I go back and I taste it every six months or so, and it changes, and, you know, it's it's always there for me. Um, but thank you very much. We hope to have you back. Um, this was, this was I feel, our best episode. Um, as far, from a standpoint of, uh, of knowledge and from a standpoint of just sheer amounts of cheese. I mean, have we ever done five in one show? No. I think not. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. And uh, and uh, that's about it. So thank you very much, people. And uh, we'll see you next week. I don't know what we'll have yet, but uh, it will be cheese. <laughs> Good night, folks.